Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan and today I've got someone from the 2015 Adelaide Festival of Arts. And I'm joined on the line by Ian Scobie, the event director of the 2015 Warm Adelaide Music Festival. Uh, how are you doing, Ian? Very good, thank you. Very excited with a week to go. Yeah, not long, not long at all now until uh, yeah. Man takes over. Absolutely. And uh, the, the weather, weather seems to be in our favour. It's modifying, so it should be really balmy weekend, we, we believe. Uh, it's perfect for everyone to get down there with their picnic blankets and uh, have a great weekend watching yeah. the music. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what are you sort of most excited about this year? Um, I think uh, that there are a number of changes we've done to the park and the layout, and I think things like uh, the Architects of Air uh, installation um, will have a really big impact on, on the feel in the park. We'll be really excited to see how, that, um, how that's received. And, and I think audiences always love that sense of discovery at Woam Adelaide. So any, anything that we can do to try and uh, refresh that experience so people come and find different things is, is always exciting to, to explore. And, but, you know, the combination of um, Yusin Adur and Sinead O'Connor and Rufus Wainwright, Abdullah Ibrahim, they're su- such fantastic names, and Timani mm. Diabate, many of those artists we've been working to try and have at the festival over a number of years. So it's really great that it's come together to all have them at this year's festival. So it is a very long-term kind of, long-distance kind of negotiation you need to to get some of those acts down to yeah, Adelaide for Yeah, it? because often what will happen is you can uh, begin a conversation and then the artist schedule will change. They end up with doing with recording commitments. You know, there's a, there's a lot of complex, or, or some of their band who sometimes might work with other artists are committed to, to work somewhere else. So there can be many reasons that in the end mean a, a particular artist uh, isn't possible to secure for a festival. And, and um, certainly for Yusu, we've been talking to him for, for a few years about coming back to the festival, um, mm. really since we had our 20th anniversary, because he'd played at the first festival and uh, he's also an incredible, uh, incredibly iconic performer in that he crosses, is one of the first to sort of cross the divide, as it were, between... The, the sort of more world music, you know, Af- African superstar arena into a, a more widely known Western experience. And mm. um, he, he's a fantastic ambassador, not just for the festival and for his music, but for Africa generally. A wonderful crusader who, you know, had a stint in politics. He was the Minister of Culture for Senegal. Um, he's a really active uh, individual who uses has used his musicianship and his his stardom, I suppose, to really try and bring change uh, at, at a grassroots level in his own country, but also it changed people's thinking about how Africa is perceived. And so, you know, wonderful person to have, wonderful artist to have in the festival. Mm. And it's sort of just in, in terms of looking at the looking at the roster of acts, you you really seem to be trying to create Wayne Adelaide as more than just just come and listen to the music you're looking at the other events and the other kind of artistic experiences people can have during the festival as well yeah i look Adelaide Adelaide has always been a festival that is about music art and dance from around the world it's not a world music festival it's often called that it's pigeonholed that but (laughs) we we have never seen it as that it's much broader yes we present a you know a, a really big 
roster of artists who, who you would would have been classified as world music uh, artists. But I mean, if you look at how things have changed, you know, within within the Adelaide Festival's main program, you've got a musical based on Fella Kuti, uh, who's but two of his sons have played at the festival. Um, Shun Kuti and Femi Kuti. Um, so, so the area that that 20 years ago was was really a, a quite a groundbreaking musically and in terms of people's listening experiences has become much more not not quite mainstream, but but it's better known, mm. um, which is terrific. Uh, and you know that's that's one of the reasons the festival always equally tries to present new artists and different artists and whether it's you know someone like astronomy class or dj spooky or um you know jambani from from korea it's about trying to um, provide audiences with a really diversity of listening experiences and the performance experience be it a a dance event or arts installation like architects of air um, because what we want to, for for audiences to be able to come and experience a sense of the breadth of um, you know the, the the artistic and creative expression that's going on out there in the world, um, you yeah. do want to have that thing at the end of the four days in Botanic Park to really feel you have been around the world or at least to a number of really interesting places in the world, um, and um, you know that's certainly what we aim for. And it's something, too, that WOMAD creates its own essential microcosm uh, within Adelaide during during the time that it's on. Like, so many people go there and it becomes such a community of people that keep going down to WOMAD every year to, to see everything and experience that amazing sort of melting pot of cultures through the four days. Yeah, I think that's right. And we certainly aim to try and have a festival memory, you know, so that people will say, oh, do you remember that year there was the amazing... Um, drummers up in the sky or that year there was the you know huge projections in the pines or so certainly the, a lot of the uh, the structure of the programming in terms of the site and performance installations is about uh, making people or giving people the, the experience to kind of not just step back and go oh wow but also to help um, you know ha- have that memory later uh, that you actually continue to draw on. And I think any really exciting arts experience has that longevity to it in terms of the experience people have. And who's who's someone, who are you most looking forward to seeing during the festival? Um, well, it, it's hard to hard to pick favourites, I think. Um, I mean, certainly Tamani and Siddiqui Diabate will be an absolute, uh, you know, that, they're in my un- unmissable list. Um, but but you know something slightly different. The Marageku Theatre Company's "Cut the Sky," a sort of dance theatre piece. I'll be really interested to see how how that works for, and how audiences receive receive their the, the show. Um, and um, I guess I guess one of the other uh, artists for me who who I, I think will be really exciting to see is Public Service Broadcasting. Just mm-hmm. in that they're I think they're really original. They've got a youthful, witty take on contemporary culture fed back through their music and the projections so I, I think they'll be a real discovery for audiences um, but yeah there's a whole whole range of it and you know Sinead O'Connor is someone that my now um, 
adult son as a child used to refer to as Sinado because mm. uh, the music was played so much. So, uh, you know, th- there's some a fantastic weekend ahead. It's hard to pick an absolute favourite. As probably like picking between your kids, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and then you obviously got the things like the kids' zone. Um, so you're sort of broadening it out to the whole family, a, a massive family experience by Madeleine too. Yeah, and and I think it's great that there are there are you know adults going to the festival now who are taking their children who were often taken as children um, in the early festivals. So that that accessibility, and also having having an event where it's it's actually okay if you're a, if you're a young adult or a teenager, it's okay to be at the same event your parents are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily standing in front of the same stage at the same time, but uh, but I think. Um, you know, the festival has always strived to have that sense of a, a, a wider community experience. Mm. And, and, you know, a little bit like in a different way, a little bit like but my own memory as a child growing up in the country was going to the, to the local show, uh, which was an exciting event once a year where you would, you would all go and in the end often meet your neighbours uh, <laughs> in a very sociable environment and chat and our parents would all get together with different people. And so certainly I think Woe Adelaide has over time developed that kind of ethos for its audiences. And there are lots of people we know who may have been originally from Adelaide, they're living in Sydney or Melbourne and they will arrange to, to meet back at WOMAD and that there's quite a lot of reunion go- reunioning goes on, I think, during the festival as well. Nice. I mean, I remember, I remember when I was asked, I was at Wayne Adelaide and I saw the Cat Empire. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember being in that audience and sort of in front of me there were people with picnic blankets, grapes, and wine and cheese and stuff like that. So you know, yeah. matured, yeah. very yeah. traditionally cultured people. And then there were, you know, the teenagers, dreadlocks, and all sorts. You know, that, a, the massive melting pot, which is why that, I love Wayne Adelaide so much. Yeah, that's right. It's it's terrific. And you know, we're very lucky with the park as well. It's a wonderful setting. Mm. And that sort of classic Adelaide uh, feature or secret, I suppose, that it's much easier to be able to to have a, a facility like that in a city like Adelaide, you know, uh, rather than a, a big mega city. Uh, mm. And it, it adds to that sense of it being a, a global village. And you sort of get down to the parklands and you're so close to the centre of town, but you really don't feel like you are when you're down there. It's sort of such a hidden treasure. Yeah, that's right. It'll be great this year. I mean, for example, audiences will be able to visit Blink in the in the um, area around the festival centre and, and um, Elder Park, which I'm sure is going to be amazing, and, and mm. then walk their way down through along the river and into the Frome Road entrance of, of WOMAD. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a really exciting uh, few weeks generally in terms of the festival, but, um, yeah, for WOM Adelaide next weekend. And I know the festival, I spoke to David Sefton a few days ago and he's very yeah. excited about having, continuing to have that relationship with you where, you know, you're sharing acts, sharing ideas and both being part of the one event and the one massive kind of period of fun that happens in Adelaide at this time of year. Yeah, look, I mean, the festival, as you know, grew out of the Adelaide Festival. It was it was a, an initiative of the, the festival director in 1992, Rob Brookman, mm-hmm. and... and um, the ethos of Wayne Adelaide is very much developed and been driven by the ethos of the Adelaide Festival and its history, and, and that, and by that I mean in terms of the production standards of of the respect for the artist and how they're looked after, and and the respect for the audience, 
that is very much a culture that's absolutely shared and, and you know, the fact that WOM Adelaide is part of the Adelaide Festival is, I think, again, fundamental to its to its strength and mm. part of what makes Adelaide during this this month or so such an exciting place to be. And what's your what's your place in it now, sort of for the next week? Are you mostly logistics and media? Um, yeah, a bit of bit of both, really. It's it's um, you know a combination of thanking artists for for coming and making sure everything's going well, and also just keeping in touch with the many staff who are working really hard and long hours to to make it happen. The set up in the park started this week, uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's quite a big big build which we have to do with you know a great deal of care and consultation with the botanic gardens to ensure that um, the park is looked after throughout all of that so mm. it, it's a it's an exciting uh, logistical puzzle i guess that um you know having many many people worked on it for so so long in the lead up it's it's very exciting when it all starts to take place mm. and one of the like one of the other things i think was the first kind of event that i really noticed the kind of aftercare that you have to go go through with the park after the festival as well. So you're one of the first events I noticed that had a massive kind of recycling, zero waste kind of policy coming through. Yeah. Um, and then through after the festival, you kind of go to look after the gardens and make sure you return it back the way you found it. That That's right. And, uh, and also we work very quickly to get out of the park. I mean, we're conscious that it's a, it's a public facility and it needs to be open to the public. So, uh, you know, we really do try and ensure that, as you say, the, the footprint is as light as possible, but also that uh, the, the park is very quickly after the event able to be reopened to the general public. Um, and one of the things we're really proud to have worked for this year is that um, the, the sort of closed loop of the, the waste is such that with uh, Jefferies and, and um, Green Waste, we're able to return the compost that will come from the event, from all of the waste, will go back to the Botanic Gardens, which is a nice, oh, nice. A, a nice thing to, to have finally achieved. And you, you might imagine that, that involves quite a lot of control to ensure that all of the stallholders, for example, who are selling food and what have you, are using disposable utensils that have the right grade in terms of them being able to be composted and mm. et cetera, et cetera. But... Um, Everybody's very much on side, and uh, it's, it's all sort of part of making the event um, as special as it is. Mm. Awesome. Well, I, I'm sure everyone's already bought their tickets to get down there because it, it tends to you know get close to selling out every year. Uh, Where Madelaide is going to be at Botanic Park as per usual uh, on the on the long weekend, March six to nine. Uh, Botanic Park details at wormadelaide.com.au, and uh, it's part of the Adelaide Festival in 2015, as well as obviously being a massive standalone event. Um, the event director is Ian Scobie. I thank you very much for your time today, and uh, have a fantastic festival. It's a pleasure. Thank you. See you in the park. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide or tweet us at linkadelaide.